Welcome to another episode of the Classic Car Corner Podcast. Our guest this evening has a new YouTube series we are looking forward to hearing more about. She has been a previous guest on Jay Leno's Garage and is a television host and producer who loves the car culture and community. Additionally, she has been traveling the country writing a blog titled On the Road in one of my favorite cars, a 1965 Ford Mustang, and sharing her experiences with her worldwide fans. But first, these words from our sponsor. Today's podcast is sponsored by Springdale Automotive Centers, the next generation in car care, locally owned and professionally operated, whatever you drive, Springdale services from domestic, Euro hybrid, electric classics, and diesel. Springdale's car services include maintenance, repair, and diagnostics with four convenient locations. How can Springdale be of service? I'm Jason Painter, and we welcome Miss Heather Storm, a longtime auto enthusiast who has been so fun to follow on her journeys. Heather, welcome, and thank you for taking your time out of your busy schedule to speak with us this evening. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here today. Well, thank you so much, and and I know we've got a lot to talk about, so Heather, um, you have a lot of fans out there, including us here, obviously. And oh, thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> and there had to be that one car out there that initially turned your head, that sparked your love for these old classics. What car was it, and why did you like it so much? Oh, well, it's it's the car that I have, the 65 the, Mustang. Okay, I, all right. Just for me, that has always been an iconic Americana car, and I just... I've always really been drawn to, I've always been drawn to it. Um, I didn't grow up with a Mustang. I just, mm -hmm. I had seen them, you know, and I just really yep. always thought that those, those classic lines right. were just oh, yeah. always appealing to me, even <laughs> as a youngster. <laughs> no, no, hey, you know what? That's exactly right. That's one of the reasons why I have mine. I bought mine in 07. I trucked it in <laughs> from actually Huntington Beach, California. And um, it's claimed to fame. It was actually signed by Henry Winkler of, uh, you know, the Fonz from Happy Days. So I've got that oh. on my, yeah, so that's kind of cool. And so, uh, but no, it, it, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to drive, and I certainly agree with you. Now, rumor had had it that uh, you were a fan of uh, maybe an early gen El Camino. Am I, am I correct in saying that? That came from my father. Um, he had a, an El Camino. I, I believe it was maybe a 70. Um, I, I, I don't have my father anymore, so I can't ask him. I got but, you. Um, right. It's kind of, you know, memory is just kind of, you're not sure if they're, how accurate sometimes they are when you're younger. Right. But that's my memory is this red El Camino. And I got didn't you. love that car. I didn't. I, I, I was kind of appalled by it when oh. my father um, <laughs> gotcha. first okay. had it. Right. He had me work on it and, and my, you know, my love and understanding of vehicles grew through that car. But um, initially, no, I, I, I thought my dad was kidding when he said that that was our new car. <laughs> I got you right. Okay, very good. Yeah, so, yeah, so I, I, unfortunately, I don't know a whole lot about the El Caminos. Um, I, I just, I, I think I told you I'm an appraiser. And so uh, just this past week, the gentleman had a 1972 El Camino. And honestly, they're rising in values. They're, they're really, mm -hmm. you know, uh, more rare than they are anything else. But, it was, it, yeah, they're, they're cool cars. But I... I do admit that the 65 Mustang is certainly an iconic vehicle for sure. So, yeah. so yeah, much so it, that when I was up in Detroit, I uh, actually stopped by the cemetery. I know this is sound weird, but uh, that's where Lee Iacocca, the, you know, one of the designers of the uh, uh, iconic car. And, and so uh, I went to his grave site and yeah, so. That's, yeah. that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> and just gave a little respect. That's a exactly little respect right. Where, you know, something, I mean, you know, when you, when you've created something that can 
withstand many generations of people who appreciate mm-hmm. it, you know, yep. you've created something really special. Yeah. Um, no. And I like being a part of that. And, and I think driving it, it's one thing to just appreciate the vehicle from afar aesthetically, but to actually um, get involved, get behind the wheel, drive the car, and right. not just drive it to the classic car show, but start to really drive it right. and see yep. what it really feels like. That's right. Um, you know, just like anything in life, it's really getting there and doing it and like taking in those moments that I feel like for me is really the nostalgia of, you know, I wasn't alive in 1965, but I can imagine what it felt like driving right. that car. You no, know? That, and I can that, imagine what it was like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. It doesn't have some of the features that today's cars have. Have, but that's all, also one of the reasons why I like it so much. So, so well, that's I, why it makes you slow down. That's why it makes you feel like it's 1965 when I have to slowly pull out of the parking lot because I don't have power steering and right. people have to wait for me and I smile and wave and oh, you know it's fun. You know, it's just because that's just, that's just how it is. And, and I used to kind of be a crazy driver with my mm. BMW when I had a, <laughs> right. a 14 uh, four series and. I was living in Los Angeles, and honestly, if you needed to get somewhere, you kind of needed to, you know, go, right. go fast. So yep. Yep. I, I, I had that, you know, um, <laughs> I was driving like that for a reason. However, once I got my 65 Mustang and I started to really embrace um driving that i just slowed down and i felt like i just kind of embraced life a little bit there you go yeah hey amen i I completely understand that that's for sure yeah it just brings you back to a slower time (laughs) there's no Mm -hmm, doubt about mm -hmm. it so i gotta ask you can't help it that's right yeah that's exactly (laughs) right you're forced into it (laughs) you're forced into it that's exactly right so where did you acquire your 65 heather and does it also leak transmission fluid like my car does (laughs) (laughs) um i got mine from a friend actually um ronnie on the garage squad his brother owned the the mustang and he knew that i was looking for a classic car because i had been working on garage squad for three years i think at the time and Mm -hmm. And he said, I have the perfect car for you. And I said, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't know me. Right, <laughs> you right. know. And then he showed me a picture of, of that car. And I said, oh, can we look at it today? That's the exact car I need. <laughs> there you go. Now- and so I did. And um, it was the, the, his brother really only drove it like a mile to the car show a year. So, I mean, it was hauled up. That was in Chicagoland area, but it was barely driven. It was just in the garage. He had other classics in his garage as well. So he was a collector that understood how to take care of it. Right. Um, But yes, actually, the the transmission um, was (laughs) an issue when I first got it. Didn't realize that. Right, and I actually had Ron work on it because he felt a little responsible because mm. he, he checked it out with me and everything. And then you know, a week later, I'm like, "Hey, the transmission leaks. <laughs> What's right. up with us?" Right. Yep. I think they <laughs> probably like, leaked. Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> right. So, uh, um, so he's like, "All right, take it over. I'll I'll check it out." And so he did. And I was about to go on my big road trip. Um, this right when I right when I just got the vehicle, mm-hmm. and I was going to drive from Chicago, um, originally down to Texas. I underestimated at that point how long it actually takes to do that in a classic car because that was my first trip. So we got halfway gotcha. right, <laughs> and right. realized, okay, this is actually uh, is more than I thought I was taking on. <laughs> right. <laughs> I learned that for subsequent road trips that you just sit back and you don't have a plan. It, you know, it, I, was, I was like in the beginning, I'm like, okay, so yeah, I'm going to make it all the way to here and then we'll spend the night here and then we'll do this. And then I realized, give it up. 
none of that's happening. <laughs> I got you. Right, right, right. Well, well. So, so now, am I right in saying that there was a video of you um, uh, working on that very car, uh, putting a trunk cradle in? Am I thinking right? I know you were working on a light blue. Yeah. Muscle. So, it, uh, I um, there's there's a, a two videos right now on my YouTube channel from mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Like I think it says four now, which is crazy. Um, when we got my car ready for that first road trip, and Ronnie and Sai helped me out. Um, and we put electronic ignition, uh, excuse me, uh, fuel injection in there. Oh, okay. We upgraded yep. the suspension. Um, we did put a few new fuel tank in there, and that was what you saw with the, the fuel gotcha. injection yep. because the fuel tank, as you know, is in the trunk. Right. Um, and then, um, you know, a few other things as well. So I did actually have more of that footage in the vault. I gotcha. need to bring it out and yep. get it up there because I, I, it was, we didn't really finish getting it up there, but, um, I only got two episodes, so we I only saw two of what I did, but we did a little bit more of that. And it was yep. just kind of a fun little series. So I actually oh, was course. thinking I got to get those up again, you know, and pull them out of the vault working with those guys because we just had so much fun. Oh, I, it, isn't it fun? Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I'm sure yeah. you kept those guys in line. So good for you, right? <laughs> you know, they were just a good, they just had good energy. Right. And, you know, as you learn later in life, it's just all about like, you know, the attitude of the people you're working with (laughs) that makes life fun or not. Sure. Yep. That's exactly right. They're they're fun to work with and they know their stuff. So it's, it's helpful and they're patient. You know, I have a lot of questions. I've always been a curious person. So, you know, they, they, they they can always keep answering my questions and sometimes I was like, well, I don't know the answer to that. All right, well, I'm going to go look it up. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Thank goodness for Siri and Alexa, I guess. Right. Yeah, exactly. No doubt. Now. So, so just, I mean, I know that there was one video that um, you were shooting and I think you had to break down one of the, was it the, um, Clutch assembly or something in the car, uh, uh, and you were amongst a bunch of Chevy guys that uh, you didn't have the part there for you. And yeah, that was actually on that first trip. Um, and what happened was we had installed um, prior to um, my trip taking off air conditioning because I'm like it's going to be hot. It's that's, the middle yeah, of summer, right. yep. and I need AC. Yep. So the AC pulley was, you know. Crack, crack uh, that's what it was. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. yeah. And I could see that the 916 fold on it because I could just, you know, I could peer under and see from the gas station that like, okay, that's what it needs. Mm-hmm. I tried to tighten it up. I'm like, this thing isn't tightening. I don't understand why. And then, uh, you know, gotta love small town America. You know, someone came by. I was like, oh, you need, you need some help. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, a mechanic. He's like, ah, oh, Shane Butler. He's around the corner. I'll, I'll, I'll put the word out to some people and tell them. So, you right. know, within a few minutes. Shane came over and he's like, Hey, my shop's right around the corner. And he took a look at it up on the lift. And then he could see there was a small hairline crack in it. Gotcha. Um, right. And maybe it had been tightened too much. I don't, you know, initially, I don't mm-hmm. know, but, um, yeah. So he basically, yep. He was all the Chevy guys. He was a Chevy guy and, um, none of them had the exact same size pulley that I needed, but he ended up just welding it back together. And, you know, three hours later, I mean, I was at his shop doing that little video and just kind of, we were trying to figure out what's going on and I was on my way. So right, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of love that. I, you know, I was nervous a little bit taken off and thinking like, Oh crap, what, what happens when things go wrong? Cause things are going to go wrong. And you know yep. what? 
it's awesome when things go wrong because you meet people and just, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is exactly right. So, and you know, I've learned so much from, from things going wrong. And, and so a lot of this has been trial and error for me because I'm not a certified mechanic by any which way, shape or form. But when they tell me, okay, this is what is going on and this is why this has happened and this is how you fix it. And that's my way of learning a lot of this stuff. And I find it very interesting oh, yeah. for sure. Make no mistake about it. So, so got to ask, I mean, uh, you know, I, I know you're taking some tours in this Mustang and uh, gotta gotta ask, are you heading to the Louisville, Kentucky area anytime soon? Oh, <laughs> not anytime I soon. Got you it's right. getting cold now, so yeah, right. probably looking at figuring out what I'm going to be doing next I got summer. You. Yeah, um, you know, here in Colorado, it's, mm-hmm. it's, we have like, well, I mean, it's it's still nice in the day, but it's getting it's getting chilly. Is it? Yeah, that's one of the things I need to do. Is uh, I got to do a few few things to the Mustang before I start to take her on a big road trip again gotcha. next summer because. There's definitely a small little leak, and it's not the transmission. I actually did end up having that rebuilt. Ah, right. <laughs> after, gotcha. Yeah, after a road trip to Texas in the very, very, very hot um, summer heat, which I don't think was good for it. And I have yeah. a trans cooler on there now. So, oh, do you? you know, gotcha. you learn. Right. You learn as you go. You sometimes. <laughs> That's exactly right. That sometimes just... things don't go too bad, and sometimes they don't go so well. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Given the nature of these old beasts, that's exactly right. Well, obviously, if you're ever in this area, it'd be a certain pleasure to meet you. And um, like I said, I could pull up in the red Mustang and yours in your blue, and that there oh, you have yeah. it. So, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. That's I know. Cool. I look forward to getting. I, I haven't really had the Mustang out too much this summer, and I really look forward to next summer. Um, getting back in there it's kind of like you know this summer has kind of been about exploration and the bronco that i just got and so yep. i've been kind of taking the initiative to explore colorado because as you know although i can explore america in my mustang it's hard to explore the mountains in that, it, so. in a mustang, you're exactly right yeah no doubt so. and, and you know what speaking of bronco we might I, i've got all you know uh, you've done four episodes the bronco community the motor city button bronco off rodeo and hell yeah. of an adventure. So, so um, obviously, you know, nineteen sixty six, I believe, was the start of the first gen Bronco. And what, so, I, I, obviously, you love those things just as much as I do. What is I it do. about? What is it about those things that that uh, versus a Jeep or something else four by four? What 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 brought you to the Bronco? Uh, you know, the Bronco. I've just always really loved the look of the Bronco. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I felt drawn to them. I think I want to kind of think about what I think a boyfriend in college had a, had a Bronco and I was trying to think like, did he have a Bronco too? Or what did he have? Right. You know? yeah, right, right. <laughs> but yeah. you know, it just, it's so, it's such again, an iconic vehicle it and is. I just yeah. have always really enjoyed it. I thought they're really fun before the sixth gen had come out and I was thinking about getting an older one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's there's downfalls to having two classic vehicles <laughs> in right. your garage yep. and nothing modern. <laughs> right. um, and as much as I like the classic <laughs> vehicles, it's you know you you need to be safe. And like here, you know, I'm driving to the airport three hours from the mountains at various times, and you know, you it's it's definitely not as safe as anyone can attest to in a classic vehicle. Sure. So I was like, you know, I really want the old Bronco. But I got the new Bronco coming out, and then I can take camping, and I can feel good about it, and right. I, you know, just have a whole nother experience with a vehicle yeah. that I've never really had before. Right. You know, I've never really had an off-road yep. type of vehicle, and, you know, even though I, I lived in Montana when I was in high school, I mm. was in Los Angeles for a long time, and I hadn't really been able to really get out there and explore in that rugged way, and so it's been really exciting. 
after. Oh, absolutely. Well, I know in a news interview in L.A., you had commented on how the craft of the car is best witnessed on old cars, which I, of course, agree with you on that. But, absolutely. But you, so you have a 22 Bronco, is that right? And, mm-hmm. and and so would love to know your comparison contrast. I mean, obviously, there's there's technology and probably some suspension uh, from, uh, you know, upgrades, obviously, from the old and new Bronco. But, I mean, <laughs> but, but they're still both Broncos at the end of the day. And so, you know, that one's going to have a different feel to it, I guess. And uh, the new Very Bronco, different. I, I mean, I know that darn thing has switches on it that you, whatever mm-hmm. terrain you're on and, and uh, you, you can, you know, uh, rock crawl or, you know, go through the mud and, and, and uh, it, I guess you just kind of tell it, okay, here's, here's your terrain, buddy. Get me through it. Right. Yeah. You know, uh, yes. Um, you said a lot of good stuff there. And I think that the important thing is they are very, very different. Um, it's just, you know, I actually, it's, it's been some getting used to for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I really am kind of a hands-on driver. I like manuals, even though my Mustang's not a manual. I just, I right. like feeling the vehicle right. and, yep. and really being one with it when you drive. I know that sounds crazy, but for car people, they get it. And yep. like, um, you know, and, and it's been, it's been a, it's kind of a challenge for me to understand, okay, how do I get to be one with this newer vehicle that mm-hmm. kind of does think for itself more, right? With, right. with the whole thing with an older vehicle is when you're manipulating it more, um, and you're, you know, you have a manual and you're putting it down in four low and you're, you, you have a little bit more control in some situations, although yeah. in others, you know, that are very precarious, right. it's probably good that you don't have to shift it into neutral right. and flip backwards yeah. a little bit on the edge of that cliff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yep. <laughs> but yep. you know, so it has its, it has its, I think it, it does have its, um, advantages, yeah. but it's definitely taken some use to for me. And I do still appreciate really um kind of the old school feel to vehicles mm-hmm. i realize more and more and and sometimes i'm like wonder you know is that just because i've had my mustang for so long and i'm so used to it you know we get used to things a certain way um and then right. that way i think it's great for me to have a new vehicle so i don't just become like jaded like ah the only good ones are the old ones you know <laughs> right yeah right no i got you no so, that's a, yeah. so it's good to experience what's out there but i do have to say that you know the buttons are great for people who are um, maybe a little bit um, less knowledgeable about how you could do things on your own um, in the same way, like, you know, the different modes of the Bronco, because you can do the sway bar disconnect, but then you have modes that will kind of shift it into four low and, and, and do the sway bar disconnect and things for gotcha. you as well. Right. But it's also quite complicated. I mean, you have to really <laughs> delve into it and go, okay, I'm in the sand mode. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, or you can just push the sand mode button, I guess. But I kind of like to be more involved with it. For me, the biggest honest thing that has been a little bit disappointing has been the um, manual mode. I have the automatic transmission. I had to make a few sacrifices in order to get the to get my Bronco and have it this year. Uh, right, <laughs> but right, I ended up yep. getting, you know, <laughs> right. the 2.3 eco yep. liter, uh, 2.3 liter EcoBoost and um the manual shifting, when I put it into manual, when I'm on the roads, I really don't feel like it works the way I would want it to. Oh, interesting. First, okay. Like, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be like 10 speeds, but on M1, it's like still can go up to like 15 and on a, and on a 15 miles per hour and on a dirt road, the whole point for me of downshifting is to not use all my brakes, uh, right? right? And, and, sure. and have the transmission do that. Right. And it just doesn't really 
pull it down enough. So ah. it's been interesting to just kind of learn the vehicle, you I know, as, you. as any vehicle you get. Right. For some people, maybe theirs doesn't even do that because everything's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Per yeah. vehicle, too. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. A friend saw mine and he said, oh, your, your swing gate opens like really all the way. Mine doesn't open all the way. We mm-hmm. have like the same, the same rung. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, so that's, you never know. No, that's right. You know, on the hell of bad adventure that you had, um, you know, I watched this video and, uh, uh, you know, your off-road experience, uh, w- were you ever nervous? I mean, you guys went over some pretty big <laughs> uh, bumps, let's call it. <laughs> Those rocks were huge. Yes, they were. It was pretty crazy <laughs> to see it afterwards because from the inside the vehicle, I really couldn't tell how, you know, that it was like five foot, six foot rocks that we were like bouncing off of, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. I could tell that we were at a very intense angle. <laughs> I got you. And I didn't right. have any doors. But it yep. was fun. I mean, I trusted Jesse. He's been doing it forever. I mean, mm-hmm. he grew up in the community, and yeah. I, you know, you know, there are people who are dumbasses out there, but he's not one <laughs> of them. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. So yeah. I trusted his driving, and that he wouldn't take me on something that was going to be outside of his ability to right. do it. You yeah. know, because that's not going to be good for camera if we get hurt either. So uh, that's true. That is exactly <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and so it, no, I wasn't scared. I'm an adventure person, though. Like, so I, I'm not really scared of heights. I'm not. I, I think it's just kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I just find it fun. So he tried to scare me, but I wouldn't say he succeeded. Yeah, I, I, I got you. There you go. Well, the, well good for you. That, that, that I, you know, I, I can only imagine getting in these cars and I, and I remember seeing that Bronco and it looked like it had been through a few, uh, uh, well, let's just say it's got a scratch or two on it, shall we? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, right, right. Now on Bronco off rodeo, um, I know you've enjoyed some off road experiences there too. Um, what have you learned anything from these driving experiences, Heather? Uh, I mean, oh my gosh. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I, mean, I, I figured as much. So right. much. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole point and why I decided to make a series about it because Mm -hmm. I know that um, a lot of people are similar to myself where um, you want a a new vehicle that can go off-road so you can go camping and explore stuff. You're not trying to be a crazy extreme off-roader. You just want to be capable, understand how to get over some rocks, understand how to get through situations without scratching your new vehicle That's right, yeah. And and so I I, I think that a lot of people feel that way. It's like as soon as you say I'm going to off-road, people are like, oh, yeah, I need to get the 40-inch tires. You need to do that. And you're like, well, I'm going to just start a little bit less than that. (laughs) Exactly. I'm just going to, you know, be capable of getting to these back road camp spots that the Prius can't get to. Uh, Oh, most definitely. Yes, that's right. (laughs) And it appears as if you like making donuts. That's in the Bronco too, don't you? Yeah, that was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, I have to say, absolutely, those are it is. Fun, you know? And right. they're at the park, so I'm not tearing up any. Just you know, for anyone listening, these are at the the, the OHV park, so I'm not doing donuts in the middle of the fields or anything, tearing it up. Right. Um, doing oh, yeah. it respectfully. Yeah. But yeah, right. no, I think that a lot of people feel like me, and when I started, I just didn't know, you know, the first thing about it at all. So I just decided, Hey, let me get talk to a lot of people and find out. And that's mm-hmm. why I did Bronco community first as the first episode. Cause I really wanted to show how many different types of people are in the Bronco community. Right. Um, Cause it's all types of people. They're very extreme yep. rock crawler people to mm-hmm. people who, you know, just want to do the fast Baja to people who just want a vintage Bronco and, right. and want to take it to classic car shows, which is fine too. They don't want to mess it up. And yep. you know, um, so there's all different types. And so I thought that was really fun to yep. learn. Yep. So you That's can kind right. of feel comfortable wherever you, wherever you are, it's fine. Right. You, know, you, you fit in. It's, it's fine. You don't need to worry about being some knowledgeable person or super extreme. And I feel like, you know, traditionally a male industry, um, women can feel intimidated, you know, mm-hmm. to ask questions 
about, you know, oh, what do I do about this? Or how do I put it in four low? They feel stupid or, or something. So I think it's just really important in that, you know, getting back to Bronco Off-Rodeo, that experience is a really cool day and a half experience for anyone who orders the new Bronco. Yeah. It's free for them to attend. Oh, I and you. I did mine in out of Austin, Texas. And so the whole idea is to get people familiar with the Bronco they're about to get or that they just got um, so that they learn how to drive it so they feel comfortable and confident out there. I mean, it's good for their confidence and it's good for everybody on the trail because we don't want a bunch of people out there with new vehicles they don't know how to drive. Right. So. <laughs> uh, and, this, and this is a question I don't know, so so bear with me. Uh, is it owned by Ford, that that um, that off-rodeo, Bronco off-rodeo? Um, I oh. don't know if it's owned by Ford. Okay. I know Bronco Nation is a part of putting gotcha. that on. And um, I'm sure that Ford has, you know, their, I'm sure it's a part of their marketing arm. Yeah. Oh, of course. It, I mean, it makes obviously a lot of sense. And, you right. know, because there were all the supply chain issues and everything, it really gave people something to be excited about still. And, you oh, know, when sure. they're feeling a little down and out about never getting my vehicle. Right. Um, that's not true. It is coming. I got mine. Yeah, <laughs> I got you. Right, right. But also you get to drive it and get excited about it and also meet other people in the community sure. who are excited about theirs. Too, oh, of course. So, yeah. um, were, I mean, were there any Jeep guys out there, or was it just only Ford? Hell uh, no, they won't put a Jeep guys out there. Okay, I did. Okay, I was just curious. I didn't know if it was, um, uh, you, know, you know, one day Ford had it for their deal, and then Jeep would go. No. I, I got you. Okay, no, gotcha. it was right. a total Bronco. Uh, I got gotcha. you. Experience. So, right. you know, they have their feud for some reason. I think eventually they'll all come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. right. Now, <laughs> yep. Jeep's a little bitter about the, all the Bronco peeps coming out. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> right. they'll get over. Yeah, it. <laughs> that's right. They will. And and so on your episode two, uh, the Motor City Motor, and I know I've got relatives that live in Detroit, and um, I think I mentioned that to you earlier. And uh, um, I, I know you went to one of the you went to the Ford Pickett plant, correct? Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever been there? Well, so I've been to the Ford uh, Henry Ford Museum, and honestly, mm-hmm. uh, I'm glad I saw this, Heather, because I did not know that that existed. And uh, you know, I, I you know saw you talking to the curator there. What what did you find most interesting out of that tour? Well, I did visit the Henry Ford Museum as well, and it didn't really make it in. I wasn't able to speak with someone there, and I did a little tour of it. It was kind of like the Disneyland of car museums. Yeah, right, right. It is, right. It's it's large and lots to see and Mm -hmm. and awe-inspiring. But the Pickett Museum is the exact opposite of that. Um, It's in the old Ford warehouse, the original Ford uh, manufacturing plant um, that he was in. And it just... It has just this cool old warehouse feel. <coughs> Excuse me. All the old vehicles mm-hmm. are in there displayed, all the Model A's and Model T's. And they had the secret room in the back where they kind of show that, oh, they did their development here. So it was a little, it's a little more intimate. It's much I more got intimate. You. Yeah. And um, just... And just kind of just quiet. I mean, it's just not this big lit up thing. It's just all just the cars are lined up and you can just kind of walk along and it's right. and kind of just soak it all in. Again, yeah. it's, it's a little bit more of a throwback to where you can feel transported versus just looking at all the things that were there. Yeah, no, um, that's right. Yeah, like I said, I didn't even know that existed. So my next journey uh, to Detroit, we'll definitely have to put that on the bucket list for sure. Yeah. It's really cool. And Dick, who I spoke to, was an extremely knowledgeable man. Yeah. I only give snippets of our conversation because we're trying to choose the gold in there. But he yep. just, he, I learned so much going there. And I just, I really enjoy kind of, you know, thinking about what those people were going through at that time, like when they were pushing to get that automobile out and the types of people that Ford was 
um, hiring, you right. know, and just the tenacity of the people at that time to just, you know, they were, would work all night and then test out the car and drive it, you know, a right. hundred miles, which was really, really far in that time to yep. see if, right. if it could, if it would, if, if it would work. So yeah, it was just, it's really fascinating. So I highly recommend the Ford ticket plan and there's just so much history there. I, yeah. it's, it's one of those cities that it's hard to um, pick and choose what to do because there's so much, but I definitely yep. put it at the top of the list. Oh, that's great. No, I, and, I'll, and I'll put that on my list for sure too. So I, and so, the Buddy's Pizza, though. Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, but, and the Buddy's Pizza. You got to try that out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Buddy's Pizza. Yeah, I saw you pulling into the parking lot and going in there. That's exactly right. No, that's, that's so cool. first pizza place, 75 years they've had that Detroit Is that right? Oh, that's, that's so cool. That's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I have often remember that one, too, for sure. So, so you've had four uh, successful episodes on your YouTube channel. You've got uh, episode five coming out, and can you give us any hints on this, or, or is it a wait-and-see yeah. type thing? All right. It's a finally got my Bronco episode. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's exciting. I finally picked up my Bronco in episode five and um, take it off-roading for the first time. So, you awesome. know, everything leading up to this has been my discovery through other people and showing me what, yep. you know, what's going on and all in this anticipation of, of getting my Bronco. And, and then I do. So it, it's yeah. a really great time. I put on some accessories for the first time. And, you know, I think that's the fun part is you kind of get to make it your own. Well, of course. Um, right. And so, yeah. um, and then I go off-roading for the first time. So it's there a fun episode, a yeah. lot of excitement, and shows a little bit more Colorado. Which uh, I nice got you. Too. Well, I can't wait to see it. So we look forward to that September 27th at this point, we think, that's correct? That's right. Gotcha. On my YouTube channel, Heather right. Storm. Awesome. Awesome. So uh, let's talk about your blog. I know you have a blog titled On the Road with the initiative to inspire your readers to get out and explore, obviously, and and I think it's awesome. So let's talk about On the Road blog and your travels from, uh, let's say, Costa Rica. (laughs) Yeah, um, well... I try to put as much as I can on that blog. I enjoy writing and sharing pictures and stuff. It's hard yep. to keep up with everything. Oh, sure. Right, um, right. As, as it is. Especially but, when you got um, people yeah. like me trying to uh, get you on the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I really just want to, you know, have some things that are, you know, documented in photos and, and share some of more details of my journeys. You can, you know, get little snippets on social media. But if you really want to get some details, like where to eat and for lunch in Santa Teresa, Costa Rica, I share some things like that from my travels mm-hmm. and some road trip stops that I've made and discoveries along the way. So I really just try to really make it adventurous. And I don't usually have itineraries. Um, When I go places, like I said, I I feel like itineraries interrupt the spontaneity of what needs to happen. Um, So I think the the best part is just discovering um, all the new little spots that, you know, present themselves to you along the way. So that's what I share on my blog. And, um, and Costa Rica, <laughs> so hopefully there'll be some more more blogs on some Costa Rica locations gotcha. yeah. um, coming up this winter. I got um, you. Right. How long were you down there? In there? I go there every year for okay. about three months. For three months? So. Nice. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, every winter. It's great. It just gives me time to get away. And, of course, right. I can work from there. I mean, mm-hmm. the idea is to go during the holiday time, so there's some time when you don't have to work. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. right, right. But, with yeah. everything being remote these days, it's it's really nice. So. Right. No. Well, it sounds to me you're not a cold weather person. It sounds like nah. if, you're, if you're going to <laughs> Costa Rica, I mean that's just north of the equator, if I remember correctly, is it not? 
I yeah, it yeah. Is. I've had enough of cold weather. I've done it. I I've done it. I've snowboarded. I've skied my whole life, and you know I I've snowmobiled, and I've had I've, I've played a lot in the snow. I'm good. Yeah, I feel good you. about it. I got you. <laughs> I've got my fill. There you go. Right. No, no. That's I'm awesome. not opposed to a winter vacation at some point, you know. But I you know like. For instance, my friends and I used to, you know, mm-hmm. we used to always do a trip every year, college friends for, you know, snowboarding and just get together one long weekend. That hasn't doesn't happen anymore as, mm-hmm. as families get in the way and things. But, right. um, you know, that's great. That's a great dose of it. You know, you snowboard for a couple of days and then you're done. Right. <laughs> you go home. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> Usually so cool. pretty wiped out because we do it like once a year only. <laughs> right. Right. No, so. that, yeah. No, I get it. And that's, that's, that's fun stuff for sure. Absolutely. But I prefer the surfing. I traded snowboarding for surfing and, and I'm feeling pretty good about that trade right now. There so you go. we'll see what happens. You know, I got only, you. Everything's an evolution. So yep. I just kind of go with it. So, so, I mean, where are you surfing? I got to know. That's I'm only surfing in Costa Rica. In Costa Rica, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yep, I, I the, the Pacific in California is a little too cold, I think. So it is. <laughs> right. I already had that dream. It got squashed a long time ago. Uh, when I got moved you. to LA and realized I needed a wetsuit. Like, uh, no, I'm not doing this. You're right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Um, well, there's a thing about surfing is you know, and if you're not very good, you know, it's a thing about everything, but surfing is really good lesson in that is that, you know, you have to get good enough to make the pain worth it. Right. And when in the beginning you're not very good and all you're doing is getting smashed by waves and you're working really hard and nothing's really happening. And if you're cold too, that's it. That was enough. That was the barrier. I couldn't do it all. (laughs) I needed to have something, have it be fun enough to get through that hard part right. where you actually get good and then it's really fun yeah oh uh, it's exactly right for sure yeah. no i get it so. i get it um your experiences at sema uh what new technologies or products are you excited about on these cars coming up oh i haven't been to sema in a couple of years yeah well yeah so you were you were out there what uh well, i guess what it was was it before covid or or yeah. yeah, gotcha. I, gotcha. I don't even think I've been out there for uh, a couple of years, yep. and so I have. I haven't been following up on uh, the cool new technologies that are mm. all out there. Yeah. Um, yep. Besides that, the, that the, a lot of the electric cars, you know, more right. everything moving that direction. Yep. Yep. Um, are you excited which, about electric cars, Heather? Just out of curiosity. Um. Hit and miss. <laughs> I, I feel mixed about it, to be honest, because yeah. I do feel it's important for us to get away um, from, you know, just from destroying our environment the way that we are. So mm. we need to look for other solutions. Right. That is important. Yeah. It is important to diversify and look for other solutions sure. and figure out how we're going to keep going in a way that's sustainable mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of right. destructive. Yeah. Now, I don't know if fully electric cars, there's so much controversy about how they are made and the car batteries. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I remember from 20 years ago, there being problems with the car batteries and then and ability to recycle them. So I don't know how fully if this is the answer um, from a from an environmental standpoint, which is thing. But we do need to be doing something. So I don't know if this is the answer. And I think that there's, you know, for me personally, the couple electric cars I've driven, it's been a challenge, which I feel like a lot of people feel is, I actually, is the car on? I just stopped it and I parked it. I don't even know. Yeah, right. Is, you yep. know, I can't hear it. I, I actually can't hear it when it goes. Uh-huh. It drives differently. Right. Um, very different for people who haven't driven one before. Right. If you've never gotten an electric car, when you take your foot off of the gas, 
gas, not G- gas, gas but off the, the pedal, electric, right? <laughs> off the electric pedal, <laughs> right? Yeah, it, it slows down automatically. Yeah, it does. And I that think was your very challenging for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. Very challenging. I like to push the gas and it goes, and when I let off, I can like manipulate the speed based on that. The automatic kind of—I know it's not really braking, but the automatic slowdown from pulling it off is it is very. I I didn't enjoy. I drove the Pulsar around for the day, and you know I enjoyed driving the vehicle, but I really had a hard time getting used to that um, difference yeah. of driving. Yeah, now, I've driven a Tesla, and you're exactly right. You let off that accelerator, and it just automatically kind of shifts down pretty quickly, and it's like, okay, wait a second here. What's what's going on with that? Oh, it's a I little jolting it. to it me. Is, like, I, I, I don't right. enjoy that. I like pacing myself. I mean, that's the whole point. You know, you have those drivers who are, like, on and off constantly, gas brake, gas brake. They drive me insane. Right. But, you know, you're, you're like, you don't have to push the brake all the time. Just take your foot off the gas in the car you know, will gradually slow down. But with the electric car, it's like jerky. And yeah. it, it doesn't just gradually slow down. It's like kind of intense. It's, it feels like that gas break situation right. to me. Right. Yeah, no, no, you're exactly right. <laughs> yeah, it's right. rough. It's For, rough. Yeah. So I don't see one in my future anytime soon, but, you know, okay. you never know what will happen. Oh, that's right. No, I got you. I understand. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm a internal combustion engine guy. And until they make it to where you just can't turn them on anymore, I'm going to continue on continuing on. That's all you can do, right? <laughs> you just got to go with what, with what, with what you enjoy. That, that's right. That's right. Now, um, so a few more questions here. And uh, you've been so kind with your time here. What so What's on your bucket list as far as adventures? And are there any cars you're currently seeking to acquire? There is always a million things on my adventure bucket list. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it, it keeps us young and, um, uh, and motivated, doesn't it? Yeah, That's I guess right. there's a lot of other countries I'd like to visit still. And yeah. um, I, I also love Costa Rica and going there. So it's always a little bit of a toss up of do I go explore somewhere else or do I go enjoy a place I really love? Right, right. No, I understand. <laughs> so, but, you know, you get to find those places by exploring. I haven't been to Australia. Um, and I've been really just lately, it's been just kind of creeping up in my mind over and over again. That's how Costa Rica did it to me. Like, I gotcha. I'll just suddenly think about it or I'll see something. And I'm like, yeah, I need to go there. And then it right. happens more and more and more often. And I'm like, all right, it's time's coming. Yeah. I'm going over there. So, oh, sure. Yeah. I'd love to get over to Australia. I love the ocean as you probably have gathered. Yep, right, so. right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to get over there. I have some bands that message me from there saying, hey, we have a few American muscle cars here. We're really stoked about them, you know. <laughs> Come right. here and see what we have and things like that. So yeah. it'd be fun to get over there um, and just just go see a totally different um, continent that I haven't been to. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have not been to Australia either. I've been to Europe uh, a couple times, but that's about as far um East as I've been, but uh, it's always fun to see new lands. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. it, I mean, it definitely. It, any cars that you're after? Well, I I I don't think right this second I got there's you. any vehicles okay. that I'm after because yep. I just got the Bronco, so right. I've been kind of enamored with this I got whole you. thing. <laughs> I've been able to like, it, 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 you know, because it's just exciting when you get something new to put things on. So I have been like, all my attention has been focused on the excitement of the new Bronco. I just got some new fender flares for it um, from Best Stop that they just came out with. And and because I'm working with them, I I was the first person to put them on my Bronco. And I'm like, ooh, these are great. And they kind of have that old school look. What's been fun for me is like they kind of have that 66 Bronco fender flare look a little bit. And they kind of inspired by that, which I love. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I enjoy kind of taking this machine that they made really look super new and then, you know, kind of 
kind of retroing it I a got little you. bit, making right. it a little bit more fun. So that's, there you go. that's kind of what I've been focused on lately. But I don't have any room in my garage for any more cars. So yep. we got. I, I got you. <laughs> yep, I got you. I understand for sure. So, so Eric Benzel is one of the co-hosts, and John Lockhart, obviously. And and uh, Eric asked everybody this question, and um, um, and this is kind of our our, our finale here. And it, right. it is this: it's it's Heather. You are 16 years old and taking your driver's test in what car? Um, in 1986. Um, Oldsmobile. You were in an 86 Oldsmobile. Okay. So do you remember the trim? Was it a Cutlass? Was it a station wagon? Mm, you... No, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a station wagon. Okay. It was a plum color. All right. Yeah. Plum color with a hand-me-down. Car. I got you. <laughs> <Right>. um, <laughs> clearly. <laughs> I'm like, this is the one I want. No, right. Um, right. Gray interior. Okay. I, it was a, it was a four door. It sounds like a Sierra um, is what it sounds like. I can't remember what the, yeah, I can't yeah. remember the rest of it because I really like <laughs> that ended up being my first car for a few years. And I just remember what it looked like. I didn't know you know, I was just like, oh, okay, great. We'll see what this car can do. And we would just, you know, I was the friend with the car. So yeah, right. I don't know if you know what that means, but you just, you do everything with that car. You, until yep, you beat that. it up into the ground. <laughs> I get it. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but that, but I actually, we took our driver's license in 15 in Montana. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So you, okay. So we were 16 here in Kentucky. So you're real young or, or at least there. we're supposed to be 16. Yeah. <laughs> so but you're still driving tractors at 10. So right. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, before we wrap this up, Heather, I, I, I want to make sure that, um, you've got everything. Uh, are there any shout outs, anything uh, that you'd like to, uh, make sure that our, uh, listening audience hears from you? Oh, I just want to thank everybody for all of your support and for supporting me on social media. You can find me on Heather Storm TV on Facebook and Twitter, Heather Storm LA and Instagram and my YouTube channel, which, you know, the more subscribers I get, right. the more videos I can make to exactly try to tell right. people this. And it's free to subscribe. It doesn't cost anything. It's not a membership thing. Gotcha. You just get to subscribe and get alerted when videos come up. But I've been really focusing on creating more content on there because it just let, allows me to have the freedom to create the content I want, which is nice. Right. Um, so if you like the content I'm creating, please subscribe to that. Absolutely. That's where you can find me. And um, watch the Heather Storm Off-Road series. Um, you know, I created this with Best Stop Off-Road Source, and they've been a great supporter of me for this series. And just to bring everyone great entertainment and yeah. showing them, you know, how easy it is to kind of get involved in the out-road, off-road community right. and just get outside and just yeah. You know, the whole idea is to inspire people to get outside yep. and explore. No, well, you're so. doing a great job. All your content <laughs> is great. It's so fun to watch you. You're energetic and you're enthusiastic about it, and that's certainly engaging. So keep it up, uh, the great work there. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Jason. Well, you're welcome. And, Heather, this has been such a fun conversation for you and for you to take time out of your busy schedule, like I said, to talk with us is just so appreciated. And uh, for our listeners, remember to check us out at www.theclassiccarcorner.com if you're looking to get your classic car appraised or need any pre-purchase inspections done on any car of interest. I'd welcome the opportunity to help you. My company is Mobile Auto Appraisal Group, LLC, and I can be reached at jpaint72 at gmail.com. Remember to check out autobiotags.com. Every car has its story. Be sure to tell yours. And if you are looking for a fun weekend getaway, look no further than RS Experience with a high-performance specialist at the helm. Owner Andy Papa professionally demonstrates driving tips, car weight management, 
vision and awareness skills, check out rsexperience.com. Thank you for listening and happy motoring from your friends here at the Classic Car Corner Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>